This is the Veritable Veteran Podcast, bringing truth and exposure to the struggles veterans and their families face post-military. Depression. Anger. PTSD. Suicide. Who am I? What do I do now? Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, it's been a little while since I've recorded an episode. Um, there's reasons for that, and I'll get into that. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the ball rolling on recording again, and the reason I have not been recording recently is I have felt very ill-equipped and, um, let's see, uh, unworthy to sit here and talk to people about, you know, mental health and veterans transitioning and, um, doing those things, doing, doing that well, uh, cause I have not been doing it well recently and I'm trying to kind of come to terms with that and I'm, 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 I'm in a good place now, better place mentally, uh, where I feel like I can finally start to record again. And, but it's been about a month since I've recorded an episode, at least a month, but I wanted to, I wanted to explain a little bit about the, the gap there. And the main reason was one, I screwed up and I relapsed pretty hard uh, with alcohol and damaged the relationships in my family. And uh, broke a lot of trust that I had built up for quite a while. And um, so I've been dealing with that and also dealing with a lot of self-hate and shame and a lot of emotions that I hadn't dealt with as much recently uh, as I had in the past. And so it was just, it's been hard for me to sit here and say, oh yeah, you guys need to be able to you know, open up about your problems when I had this problem under the surface and I was still hiding it and trying to fight the battle on my own. And I wasn't being honest with myself and I wasn't being honest with my wife. And it, you know, like it always does, as I kept it buried under the surface, eventually it, it, it broke through. And, uh, you know, injured those around me, those closest to me. They're always the ones that are affected the most when, when the, when the, the junk that you stuff down begins to overflow, it's going to hit the people closest to you first. And it did. But because of that, I've gotten into, I've gotten into therapy um, I'm with a counselor now and I'm talking to, to him, 
once a week and it's been really helpful just being able to open up to someone else and somebody who you know understands these things is a professional he's a veteran as well um and he's a professional in the mental health field and it's very important that I've that I've done that and I've taken that step because I've been in therapy before but only through the VA and it was kind of like a I don't know it was more of a band-aid therapy than it was like a deep let's get to the root of the issue therapy and I'm not blaming the VA that may, that was also just probably my um uh that was the level I was at I wasn't really willing to to get deep and be fully honest with myself or anybody else so it's not, I'm not blaming the VA. I mean, the VA's got enough problems, but I, it, that was that was mostly me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so that that happened about a month ago, with the the alcohol and just getting just getting stupid with that and damaging a lot of trust. And a couple weeks ago, well, let me back up. After that, I had um, I had adjusted some medication that I take, and I had increased the dosage a little bit, thinking that it would help, um, because it seemed like the the medicine I was on, the medicine that I am on, uh, plateaued a little bit, and it just kind of wasn't working as well as it used to. And uh, that's not uncommon with medications; your body gets used to it. Sometimes you have to increase the dosage. Um, but as I was getting into therapy, I thought, you know, it would help because I've increased it before and it is, it's really helped, but I increased my, um, medication dosage and I was getting into, you know, therapy and so I, uh, I think it was about two weeks ago, I had a, I mean, really it was a mental breakdown. Um, and I was, I was at a place that I haven't been in a long time mentally, and it's a really bad place. And it really, it really scared me, um, to be honest, because I, trying to decide how much I should say on here and how much I should keep to myself because I know there's people that listen to this that I work with and you know and I'm not trying to hide anything from them but uh, I don't want them to find things out on here and then you know think that I'm not being honest with them at work because I am I'm just you know I don't say everything that is happening at work because I'm I'm at work and I've got to be able to focus and Really, if somebody wants to sit down and have a conversation with me about what's going on in my head, uh, we we can do that. <laughs> but uh, my work was extremely supportive at the time of this. But I got to a point where um, I had to I had to take some time off of work and really 
focus in on uh, my mental health because the medicine increase, the, the dosage increase really negatively affected me, started pushing me really hard into a deeper depression. And it was really scary. I haven't been that depressed. Um, what I'll say, I'll say this. I haven't been that depressed when I was sober. Because when I had you know gotten drunk in the past, um, I would get super depressed. You know, because it's a depressant, and I'm I'm taking antidepressants, so I'm basically just wiping out what I'm what the medication is doing. And you're not supposed to drink on antidepressants, but you know, I, I was so was you know hurting myself in the process, but the the medication increase put me in that point when I was stone cold sober and it was really scary because I was having thoughts, not of hurting myself, but like really deeply seated thoughts that I didn't want to live anymore. And it wasn't like, I mean, cause I mean, I, I've, I've got, you know, I'm, I'm a police officer and I've, I've got a gun that I carry with me everywhere and I've got guns at home. And so it's like, I have access to weapons. It's not like I wanted to hurt myself and then I, but I just didn't have the means. No, I, I had the means, but I realized I was in a bad place mentally and I had to take some time off work because I knew that I was in that place and I had to go get uh, an emergency session with my, my therapist. He fit me in and I just, I, you know, we, we had a long talk and I explained what was going on, but the, the, he brought up a really good, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's, Obviously, he's a therapist, you know, <laughs> that's what he does. But he brought up a good point. He said, um, basically just told me, he's like, I'm proud of you for realizing you were in that place and you shouldn't be working. And having the humility to stand there and say, I can't do this right now. I need to, I need some time to figure this out. <clears throat> and, and as a, as a man and as a veteran and as a, you know, a police officer to sit there and say that was gut wrenchingly hard because it was, I was admitting that I, I was not mentally strong enough to perform the duties that, you know, I had to perform. And I thought they're going to, they're going to think less of me. They're going to think that I'm just weak. They're going to think that I'm, I don't know. I mean, think of something bad. They're going to think it. And when I finally got to that point where it was like, 
dude, you need help. You need help, like a lot of help. Um, and I, I told them that I, I needed the time off. They were exceptionally supportive. Um, and there was never an instant that I felt like I was being judged. I felt like I was being, I, I didn't feel like I was being looked down on. I didn't feel like I was being, uh, I felt like I was being supported and they were like, okay, like you're saying you need help. You, you clearly do, you know, so go get the help you need. And if you need anything from us, let us know. And that was, that was huge for me to be able to hear that it wasn't like a well, fine, take the time. I guess, you know, if you still have a job when you, you know, when, when you're feeling better, I guess if you can, you know, you, when you, when you feel better, come back to work, I guess, you know, but it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that at all. And it really, really encouraged me, um, to, to just be, just to be honest, because like I was talking to my, my therapist and he's like, would you rather have somebody who was feeling that way and hiding it and still just pushing through and just stuffing it and, and they just keep working through it? Or would you rather have someone who's willing to step up and say, I need some time let me get this fixed and then, you know, I'll be back. Because honestly, had I not, <clears throat> excuse me, had I not gone to get it fixed and taken the time and realized the, the dosage increase in my medication was not a good idea. It was pushing me too far the wrong way, uh, which I had never had happen before, but I've heard of happening. But anyway, I had to get it fixed. And if I didn't, it was just going to be like, well, I'll just suck it up and stuff it down and deal with it. And then I would be, eventually I'd be no good because one, I would either end up a statistic uh, or I would just be completely mentally broken and broken beyond repair. So that all happened in the last month. So I have felt very inadequate uh, and I've felt a lot of what they call imposter syndrome where how am I going to be the one to sit here talking about it when I'm not even doing very well myself. Um, and some people have very kindly pointed out to me that uh, I'm I'm probably in the perfect place to be talking about this because I'm I'm in the middle of it. Uh, but that's also frustrating for me because I was thought I was over through that or past it, but apparently I'm not. And you know, well, here I am. I'm still here. I'm still dealing with it, and. It sucks, but at the same time, I've grown through it 
even just in the last month. And I'm really thankful and grateful for my family, for my job, for my friends that I called when I was in that moment. Um, and I have a really amazing support system. And that makes a huge difference. Huge difference. Because if, if I didn't have anybody to talk to, I don't know if I'd even be here right now. So... What I wanted to encourage everybody with is if you're at a point where you have been surviving mentally, just surviving, like you go to work and it's just a, you go through the motions and you're, you're living on a knife's edge of emotional instability where it's one thing is just going to set you off or push you over and things are just going to absolutely fall apart and you need and, and and you feel like you need time to figure this stuff out you've got to be willing to open up and say I need this time Because if you need the time, I mean, you, you've got to take it. I was so afraid that saying that I needed some time was going to just absolutely wreck my reputation. And it was going to ruin the relationship that I had with my workplace. And they were, they were very supportive. And I can't say, honestly, I can't say that I would have that support at a different job. I don't know. I pray that all of you would have the same support. I'm not naive enough to think that that would be the case in every situation because it won't be. But let me ask you this. If that is the case where you go to ask for help, you go to say, I need some time to figure this out and they're not supportive of you, is that really a place you would want to stay anyway? And I'm not saying like it's easy to just quit a job and move on to something else. I'm not saying that at all. But you also have to look at the long-term, lifelong effects of your mental health. And if the company you're working for isn't willing to support you through what you're dealing with, you may need to look for, you know, other employment. So it's really hard to humble yourself and, and, and to say, you know, I got to go do this. I need help and I got to go, I got to go find it and I need time to do that. Um, but man, it was worth it because I feel a thousand times better. I've got my medication fixed. I've gotten some really good therapy sessions. The time off work was really positive for me. 
and and there's you know I don't even know that a lot of people at work even know that that happened because to me it was like a huge thing to everybody else it was like some time off of work that you know I was like oh okay you know he's taking time off work the people that needed to know knew and know and some other people may find out more now because some of the people listen to this podcast but I had to get past the idea that I was going to disappoint my coworkers. Like my, you know, my therapist was saying, he's like, if someone else that you work with was feeling the way that you're feeling right now, that I was feeling at that time, would you, would I judge them? For taking time off work. And I was like, no, absolutely not. There's no way I would. Oh, wait. (laughs) he's like right if someone was feeling that way and they took time off work to get better wouldn't that be a good thing wouldn't you think that was a good thing and i'm sitting there thinking yeah i guess yeah i would absolutely think that's a good thing now if it was just continuous you know all the time where i just oh, i need a day off i need a day off i need a day off and you know over and over and over and over again that's different but it, it it's not like that. I haven't been doing that. And I, you know, don't expect my job would be as supportive in that instance, but no job would be. So, man, I had to get past that, um, that idea that I was going to disappoint my coworkers. Because, you know, in the military, we're taught if you slack off, someone else has to pick up your weight. Someone else has to carry your pack. Someone else has to carry what you're carrying. And it's true. I mean, it it can be true. But at the same time, your job does not need you. And that can be hard to understand and hard to accept. But it's true. If, If you were to die, like you were driving home from work and you got into a car wreck, People at your work would, they would, you know, chances are they would miss you. Chances are they would be upset. They'd be shocked. Uh, your your job would, you know, your 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 boss would be like, oh man, how am I going to, you know, fill this gap? And then they would. They would fill it. They would, they would hire somebody. They would move somebody into a new position. They would shuffle people around. And life would go on. They don't need you the way that you need yourself. And we have got to be our own advocates. Because if we don't advocate for ourselves, nobody else will. Because ultimately, we can sit there and say, we're fine. I'm good. Uh, I'm just, I'm tired. Or, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going through some stuff. Maybe you are. But maybe you really need some time off some time to really figure this out. Excuse me. I got some stuff in my throat. I've been coughing all week. The weather's been kind of wonky, but anyway, that's why I've been, my throat's a little scratchy, but sorry. So, man, I'm just, I feel bad because I, you know, I haven't been 
putting out as much content. I haven't been recording episodes like I was before. Um, but I want you guys to know that the reason that I haven't been is I've been really focusing on being honest with myself and trying to get healthy mentally. And that process has been absolutely exhausting. And I haven't had the energy to, to do anything. I've just been just really exhausted mentally, physically. Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to be honest with you guys and let you know that's why um, things have been a little bit slower on the podcast end of things, a little bit you know slower on social media because the shame that I felt after screwing up uh, with the drinking and the alcohol, that was hard to get past because I just felt like an absolute failure. And, you know, never mind the fact that I had, you know, not touched alcohol in seven months and was doing really well. Um, in my mind, I was a complete and total failure. And, yeah, so <clears throat> I just, <clears throat> excuse me again, good grief. Mentally, I was just absolutely destroying myself. So it was hard to be able to produce content. You know, I felt like a hypocrite. So anyway, just, I don't mean to keep beating a dead horse. I'm just trying to explain, you know, why I've been kind of out of it for a little bit. So looking forward to getting back into it. Um, hiccups, bumps in the road, you know, they happen and we, we continue on, we adapt, we, you know, <laughs> we overcome and it's, it's not an easy road. It's not an easy road. It's not a, an easy hand to have been dealt, but it's the hand that I've been dealt. It's the hand that, you know, the hand that you've been dealt is different than the one that I've been dealt and no one's is the same. We can be similar in our experiences. We can be similar in our, uh, in our, in our trauma. We can be similar in a lot of ways, but everybody's personal hand that they've been dealt is different. And we have to understand that. And that doesn't just apply to veterans. That applies to anybody that is on this planet. So that's coming from my side as the person that needed the help. If you are a supervisor or somebody's boss or a friend that uh, has the ability to help someone, please be willing to allow them the time they need to go and get the help that they need. Because if they can get it fixed, actually fixed and not just medicated or a band-aid slapped on it, if they can get it truly genuinely fixed, they will be a much better employee, friend, husband, father, whatever you want to call it, whatever that, whatever role you're, you're referring to, they will be better 
And then, you know, again, them knowing that they have your support is huge, huge in taking that mental load off their shoulders, that portion of it, of the portion of them thinking, I'm going to let my job down. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to fail again. Um, taking that away was huge for me. And that allowed me to focus on, okay, why am I feeling this way? You know, what can I do to fix it? Because again, I had to identify quickly or I, I identified quickly that I'm, I was pretty sure that it was the medicine because it, the medicine takes a couple of weeks to kind of adapt to your system or your system takes a couple of weeks to adapt to the medicine and for the medicine to get into your system. So I realized like this feels really wrong and I just knew my body. I knew the medicine. I knew how it affected me in the past and it was not, this was not normal. Um, so thankfully I was in tune enough with my body that I was able to see that. But if you have the uh, the ability and you're over someone and you're uh, in a position of authority, man, that, that support from those in authority over me was, was huge. I can't even, I can't overstate how important that was to me to hear them tell me it's okay. Get it figured out. We need you healthy. We want you here. We we need you healthy though. And I went and I got, you know, and I'm, I am getting healthy. I'm a lot healthier than I was and I'm not where I need to be. I don't think anybody ever will be. I know I will never be until I die and stand before Jesus and he makes me perfect. Until then, I'm going to be a work in progress. But I'm more keenly aware that I am still very fallible and very susceptible to screwing up, especially when I let my guard down. So it's humbling and I don't like it. But it's good for me. <laughs> it's good to have gone through as much as it sucks. Um, but it's making me a better person. And it it's just teach. I've learned so much in the last month about just being able to be humble and open up and say what I really truly need, not just what you know, what I think people want to hear being able to stand there and say, no, I need to, I need the time off. It wasn't a want. It wasn't a, Oh, you just want a vacation. It was not a vacation. There was nothing relaxing about that first, you know, couple days that I had off from work. Um, it was horrible mentally. It was just miserable. But had I not gotten the validation from work and the 
the go-ahead to take that time and deal with these issues, it would have been way, way worse. So, yeah, that's kind of a little bit about <clears throat> my, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> the last month of my life. <sighs> so, yeah, trying to get back into uh, podcasting more regularly, trying to get back into posting more content regularly and interviews. I'm sorry that I haven't been able to get more interviews. I know that I keep saying that I want to. It seems like every time I try, they get they, they just fall through. If you have let me let me rephrase that. Every veteran has a transition story. If you have a story that you want to share, please contact me. I've had a couple people contact me and then they they disappeared off the face of the planet after I, I contacted them back. Which I can understand, they may just be nervous about wanting to actually share their story. I get that. Um, but if you have a story that you want to share, or that you think could help some people, please email me, theveritableveteran at gmail.com. Send me an email. Tell me a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your story, and we'll get you set up for an interview. I don't want to... Let me just explain it this way. If you decide to come on the show and, and, and tell your story, I'm just, I'm going to let you tell your story. There's going to be things that, you know, you may, you may hate the military. You may despise, you know, having been in, you may love the military. You may, you may miss it. You may want to go back. You may have gotten out you know, before you wanted to, and you're, that's part of your transition is you just, you're, you're upset that you had to leave when you had to leave. There's going to be a million different stories and a million different experiences. I want you to come on here and tell your story because somebody somewhere is going through something very similar and they feel like they're alone. And if we can get people on here talking about what they're going through and what they've gone through, <clears throat> we can erase that stigma of I'm the only one going through this because we're not, we're not the only ones. You're not the only one going through what you're going through. They're not the only ones going through what they're going through. I'm not the only one going through what I'm going through. And it really helps to know that. So if you want to come on and tell us, tell a story or just, just come on and, and, and just talk and be like, yeah, like transitioning sucks. And my mental health is, is crap. And, you know, you can talk about how the, the current economy is affecting you, the current state of the you know, world events. Like I just, I want to just have conversations with you guys. So shoot me an email, send me a message on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, where, however you want to get a hold of me, just give me some basic information about, you know, you and your, just a little bit about your story, preferably kind of like when you joined the military, what branch you were in, what you did. And then, um, your transition, like when you got out, things like that, that way we can just have just an open and honest conversation. That's all we want. And yeah, I look forward to hearing from you guys. So, 
Uh, hopefully there'll be more consistent uh, episodes coming out now that I'm kind of out of that funk. But I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I will talk to you again next week. All right. Love you guys. Hey guys, quick reminder, if you enjoyed the episode today, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, go to whatever platform you listen to these podcasts on and leave a review. That's the best way to help us out. Uh, It gets a lot more traffic to us. So again, if you liked it, like, subscribe, and uh, leave a review. All right, love you guys.